0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Soundworks Collection interview series. This is Michael Coleman, and this week I had the chance to talk with director James Keach, who had the amazing responsibility and experience of telling the story of Glenn Campbell, Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me. In this documentary, there's just an amazing behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to be someone who's diagnosed with Alzheimer's and how he deals with it and the amazing power of music and how it cuts through and in the end is something that is a lot more than just uh, a memory. And so I had a lot of fun talking with James and learning about his process and what it's like to work on a music documentary with a very small crew. And I think the end result is just a a very heartfelt, amazing story and, and journey. And so I hope you enjoy our talk. So I guess, first off, when you found out about this project, what, how much material or, or how much um, content did you have to work with or were you working from a, a place where even you know, digging into some of the, the new album stuff that they were recording, was that stuff that you were going to be aware of or was that part of the process when you guys were was, digging into
1: it? It was part of the process. Part of the process uh, we thought it was going to be a five-and-a-half-week uh, tour and it turned into 151 shows. And so when we would do shows... Um, we would use Pro Tools mm-hmm. and we did get a Pro Tools rig for like the rhyming and different things like that, different shows and then the Leonard show we would have we had their sound guys and for the most of the part time we had our own little Sennheiser mics and lavaliers and things like that and and you know, when we'd just hook them up and then, you know, and sometimes it had the sound coming out of the cameras themselves. So sure. it was uh it was quite a mixing, uh the end yeah but, you know the music we didn't know we, yeah we could we, we didn't go back and use old music mm-hmm. um, uh, very often uh, unless except when the, in the narrative when we had you know like doing stuff when we were on the bus and, and the tour we would go back and maybe pick up some songs from Glenn's past like the home again which is a song
0: right. a long time ago and, and uh, but most of the stuff Was all original sound Okay, and then what about when you're doing the out on the Road and, the, and a lot of the documentary type of capture, was that just, was that off, was that your own just off-camera audio, or yeah. did you have a sound crew with yeah. you? No, no sound crew with us. Yeah. Uh, what did you find when you got to the post-production, when you started working with those files, we, you guys are pretty happy?
1: sound crew with me, but...
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, it was always, you know, um, uh, the, the Sennheiser stuff, the, the, the Lavalier stuff, it, you know, we, we had,
1: at times we had incredible sound you know during the shows yeah. like I said when we had Pro Tools and we had a Pro Tools rig and have, of course all the microphones you're going into a mixer yeah. you, you have you, you, you know you're literally wired for sound um, and then all behind the scenes stuff is you know we our cameras had pretty good mics on them Okay. You know, if we had to, you know, because it was, it, it was a multi, multitude of different for, video formats, you know, and even, even shot sixteen millimeter to to go back and and um, uh, match up with some of the stuff from this past. We're cross cutting from contemporary sixteen millimeter to with his stuff with his family too. Mm-hmm. To old, old sixteen millimeter footage that we found in a box, you know. Yeah.
0: So, how much cleanup and restoration did you guys have to do with 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 that material? As much as we could. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: the, you know, it's amazing how well some of this stuff. And you know, we also embraced it, and certainly from the the, the film standpoint. Mm-hmm. It was cool that the eight millimeter, the Super Beta, the you know, all the different formats created a feeling of well a real feeling of going back in time you know the format itself gave you us know, it's a time period a yeah. reference you know the way the colors the costumes and everything like
0: that so, yeah what what know, what, um, what did you find for the for the live shows when you had multi-tracks and you had obviously some of these newer performances what was it i mean it seems like there were so many shows and i'm sure you guys had a lot of options to choose did you guys shoot Multi, or did you guys record multi tracks for all those shows that you guys were on the road shooting with? No, them? well
1: about thirteen of them. Okay. We did that, uh, yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, you know we would use we did pro tools for the you know other you know it's like the same, but that was for the musical side of things,
0: you know, and uh, that's was still a lot of footage. Yeah.
1: That's a lot over two years, but but we we track we we had cameras that pretty much every
0: every show somewhere. yeah <laughs> what did you find in terms of um, you know Glenn's involvement or his family's involvement in terms of with these new recordings and the music was there many decisions or feedback that they were getting or what was the collaboration like no. in terms of that okay no
1: but Howard Howard Willing mm-hmm. who was the mixer for Glenn on the last two albums yeah was doing. he he was mixing and Julian Raymond was supervising so he, he these guys you know all the technical guys had done Glenn's last, so they knew the sound Yeah, Glenn liked, they knew what he wanted, and so um, I would turn it over to them and, and uh, just say, okay, you know, it's, you know, we got And uh, you guys mix this the way it's supposed to sound, mm-hmm. the way Glenn Campbell wants to be heard, yeah. you know, and they've been through that journey with him, so they're responsible for that, and that was my responsibility as a director, to make sure that it have done that way.
0: Yeah, how, how much of uh, the musical material that you guys captured was not used in the film? Was there? A fair, I mean, with thirteen shows, that seems like a lot. I mean, those sets well, quite are quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. You know, there's only so many songs you can do, but but we plan
1: to to completely release the full show of the Lyman, um, mm-hmm. which is incredible, and um, um, it was Glenn's one of his best shows. But to actually see him do a full, complete show uh, mm-hmm. Works in all is is pretty. You know, it's an, it was an extraordinary experience for the audience, and it's really the music is fantastic. Yeah, you know, but it's, but it's also you know you get the you know the repetition here or the comment there. It's so so, and some of the shows are obviously better than others, and so you know we we chose songs from different shows that we felt were both dramatic and also uh, the audio, audio was uh, was uh, good as well. We there were some shows that. that that um, we're better than others obviously that's always the case and yeah so, yeah hmm.
0: well what, what did you find now now that the you, you had your locked edit and you got your mix done and you start screening it on the scre- uh, in theaters or you will be screening it in theaters but when you're doing your you know your own private screenings and having people watch it what what could you tell just from having the music seen or heard and, and the picture seen in, in a way that you know was hopefully intended for you guys, for you um with this it's, just,
1: it's a fantastic experience, watching the audience uh, you know. And being part of the audience, listening listening first to their laughter and their appreciation of music. It's becoming in some of the screenings it's literally interactive. After doing banjos the audience was cheered. Yeah. Um, um they, when you get through the Grammys the you know, um, people it, there was one of the crowd in Denver where you had a huge audience and they just went nuts for it. I mean they were they were standing up. Yeah. You know, in a movie yeah. you know but it it was it's it's i guess it's because he's such a beloved guy and, and and he's out there and he still brings it you know and the sound quality is really good so it, it in the movie theaters you know yeah. the sound, obviously if you've got a good equipment and it's and it's tower did a really good job yeah. so what, it mixed really
0: well what was your i guess your takeaway obviously this is you know not your first film or your first project uh, but knowing going into it, like you're saying, you're shooting, you're doing your own sound, and you know that you're gonna have to en- walk away with material that's, you know, g- you're gonna be able to hand off to your mixer. And you know, what what what's the things that you're keeping in the back of your mind? Was it? I, I think you had a lavaliers on him, like you're saying, for a lot of the time. But is it kind of just crossing your fingers and hoping that that track alone is gonna be your your go-to? No, so, I mean
1: we would do multiple cameras, you know, and and we'd also have we. We when we were doing interviews and stuff like that, we put a camera, we put a we put a boom on a C stand. Yeah. You know, and that would go into a camera, and then we put lavaliers as backup. Okay. You know, going into another thing, and then we'd have the the third camera. You know, sound, and if we were lucky enough to have a fourth camera in there, we'd set them up, and then you know, so we'd get four different. You know, just the, we would do everything we could to back our hand. Yeah. Some of the, the filters and the equipment and, the, and how do you can clean stuff up and you yeah. know and the guys over at Union Editorial Milos did a uh, um, fantastic job mixing it and, and and it was yeah the mixing the whole picture and then Howard did just a uh, specific music stuff and yeah it's you know <laughs> t- the tools today is are amazing
0: the, the equipment the stuff you can do how much do that and then make- the colorizing
1: oh. too it's unbelievable yeah. You can take Yeah. Sound picture it was just phenomenal. I, you know, we were doing this 10 years ago with this stuff. He couldn't
0: have done it. Well, for the theatrical, I mean, I'm assuming that you guys did this in a, a surround mix for the film, for the theatrical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. with the music tracks, was there a different approach for you guys of how you wanted to treat it for the theatrical release of, of, no, of playing the music? not
1: really. No, no.
0: Okay.
1: not that I maybe maybe the mixers did, but I didn't.
0: Yeah. Just sure. Good.
1: You know, they, they might have had the, the conversation with, the, with with Trevor and I. Didn't know we we the, the music was always we always wanted it to be the fullest and, and brightest and that it could ever possibly be. And so we always mixed to the to what we the ultimate you know what uh, we wanted to sound like. And and
0: uh, um, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Well, and how, and how would you describe just working on a, a music documentary when so much of it is the story is kind of dependent on these these off the cuff moments and fly in the wall uh, scenarios that you, you definitely captured with him and different a- aspects. Well, in this
1: case, in this case, for me personally, this is the best experience I've ever had as a filmmaker. Like yeah. And the music and being around a guy who's a musical genius—it was like, it was, you know, I mean the. It it was so cool, you know. The guy pick up his guitar, and you know, he'd be singing songs. He'd be going in and out of of decades of 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 hit songs, and, and and he could play anything. And then, then, then it would come and it would go. So the whole fascination with you know the mind and and where his mind was going, where he was able to music.
0: Classical
1: gas blend Yeah. And he just killed it. Yeah. And that was where we got the uh, opening of the film. Yeah. When he at you know, and, and and it just came out of nowhere. Mm. You know. And, and and you know, and then you like to play Django Reinhardt. Oh
0: yeah, that sure. That
1: was his other other favorite guy to play. Just you know, oh my God, his hands are moving so fast. And I play guitar. Yeah. And even in, you know, I mean, I at my my best. I could never, I could never equal what this guy does now, and and, and he can barely play. Yeah, uh, Glenn Campbell. Yeah, but
0: this is Glenn Campbell. <laughs> you know, he's unbelievable, yeah. even to this day. Yeah. Lastly, um, you know, what, what was kind of your mindset as as you're walking through this process with them in terms of um, capturing, you know, his the legacy and the family story, and and trying to kind of balance between what people know him for and who, you know his amazing career and then um, contrasting that with obviously, you know, the threat of the story, did did you ever have issues of trying to balance the, you know, uh, I guess, of not giving people who aren't familiar with his material um, enough backstory so that you could, you know, move forward with telling the, the present day story?
1: Hopefully we did. That's why we set the movie up the way we did, by. Like Showing Glenn, we we felt like we had to establish who he was, so that you could know who he became, what he is. But but we wanted to remind people of you know again, this is this is who he he was and who he is, yeah. you know, and and so um, he, so it gives the full spectrum of the guy's life, and for people watching the film, some guys of different generations, they never saw the good time out, so we wanted to show them what he was like when he did that, you know, there's Steve Martin talking about him when he was a young guy, and yeah. when they're all young, and and you know, and then you see him today. So, you know, you can, so otherwise, if you're just telling a story from the point of view of a guy today, you don't know um, what he's lost or what he was and what we've lost or what we should be reminded of and what we should go rediscover, which Mm. I think is really important too. I think people go back and listen to the, the music of that period and all those guys that he was playing with, they'll discover some really cool stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending the time to with me. Obviously, uh, and yeah. I think this this film thank is you. I'm really excited to actually go see it in theaters now since I was, you know, just watching the screener and I feel like Yeah, yeah, go
1: watch it the in theaters. Go go watch the <laughs> it there cuz 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 go cuz sound and kick back, man. It's
0: it's a problem. Awesome. Well, thanks, man, and and good luck okay. with, with the rest of the project thank here. You. All right. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye.